blessed. Before we preach, why don't we just pray and ask Jesus to open our hearts, um, uh, quicken things to us and and, uh, grow us this morning in the message. So, Lord Jesus, I pray, as I speak, may they be your words. I pray that our hearts may be open and receptive. I ask, Lord God, that uh, what we speak and what we hear in church may be uh, life-building, life-changing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And it's great to have uh, our one-up group here with us. Give us a, a shout, one-up, where are they? Everyone gave it for them. But um, that's great having these young people here with us in the service today. So uh, when a baby is born, it's given a name. And usually in the first few minutes or hours, um, it would be very unusual not to be named uh, almost straight away. I mean, sometimes it, you do find that, that, that people don't name their child until the next day or the day after. That's kind of not the normal thing. But uh, uh, you know, that, that is usually something that people are prepared when they're a couple are having a baby that they're thinking of a name so that when the baby's born, it's named almost immediately and uh, given this identity. Um, I, I mean, I don't have a middle name. And, I, and some people find that very unusual. They find that very strange. I don't have a middle name. I always say, my family was so poor they couldn't afford the middle name. <laughs> but um, I've not en- met anyone yet that has no name. I've never met anyone yet. I- I've met lots of people. I've met people with strange names. And don't, don't, you, don't you instantly regret, regret when you meet someone for the first time and they, they have some strange name, some incomprehensible name, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, like Shalini, or, or all these other, no, just not, that's not that hard. <clears throat> but it's one of the great aspects of parenthood is choosing the name. It's an amazing concept where you as a parent get to choose the name of someone. You get to choose the, 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 uh, the, the, the words are going to be used to describe that person. So in the Sicilian tradition, where I come from, um, naming children was easy because it's whatever the, grand, whatever the grandparents were named. So you would have cousins and uncles and aunties, and they've all got the same name. It's like you go to the party and you call out Nick, and half the room responds. Uncles and aunties all sharing the same name, their family. But my wife, Pauline, and I, we, we both cho- chose the names for our kids, uh, if I can remember choosing Josh we actually had a different name chosen but it, it, we weren't allowed to have that one from some family politics and and they I said oh no we'll be able to call him that but there was someone else called that and they said oh no we don't want you to call your your baby that name so we had to choose something else so Joshua was the second choice but here he is today <laughs> he was the first choice but had the second choice name but you know, there's also something about names. Some people are known by their nicknames. Uh, usually something humorous. Humorous. I knew one guy, um, and and he was known as Conan. You've all heard of Conan the Barbarian, big blonde-haired chunk, hunk of a man. Well, this guy was so skinny, but he had long blonde hair, like like a big mullety type of thing, and and he was skinny as a rake, and, uh, and so the, he he got the nickname of Conan. I, I knew another guy. Who, who got a nickname of Noodles. And when I was a plumber, we were working on a, on a, a big site in Adelaide, multi-story, and there's a problem. When, when, I don't know why it's so difficult, but 
we turn the water on for the first time. So all the pipes are new and it really shouldn't be that difficult but it's always this panic where you think we're turning the water on for the first time, where are the leaks going to be? And when you're turning it on from underground somewhere and the building may be 10 or 12 stories high and we didn't think of things like let's communicate with our phones and all that kind of stuff. It's like someone's running up and down, you know, panicking because they can hear the water's not turning off because you, you can... You can turn the, the mains on and you can hear the water fill all the pipes and then after a few minutes you, you'll hear the meter slowing down and you think it's stopping. But when you hear, and you're thinking like, it's been like 10 minutes. Like, and, and then what you hear next is water pouring down and, and you'll go, oh no, we've got a leak somewhere or there's a valve open or something. And one day there's one of those moments and everyone was running around because they could hear the water pouring out. They don't know quite where yet. So everyone's running around find, trying to find where this problem is. And one guy comes out of the elevator, one of the other plumbers, with this cup of noodles. And he's just like, hey, guys. And they're like, what are you doing eating noodles now? So that, got, that became his name and he hated it. But so nicknames can be unhelpful names. They can become labels um, that restrict potential. And so what I'm talking about today is, is um, a supernatural name that God gives you that unlocks your potential, that shakes off what other people might think of you or say of you. So um, our theme this year, if you, if you are new to us or you're visiting, is, is the supernatural. And so this morning my subject is a supernatural name that God selects for us. So um, I want to get straight to the point this morning and hopefully we can, um, we can be uh, uh, on our way real soon having our cappuccinos and our cups of tea and all that sort of stuff. But Revelation 2 verse 17, uh, in the New Living Translation, it, it says this. I'm going to read the whole thing and I think just up on the screen is the very last bit. It says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. I want to tell you something. What that talks about right there, we'll just divert a minute, is we need to have supernatural hearing. We need to be tuned in spiritually to what God is saying because you are the church. So every single person here in this place today, you are the church. And what, what Jesus is saying to the church is you need to understand what the Spirit is saying. All the time. We shouldn't be living flat-footed with deaf ears going, well, I don't know what God wants us to do right now. We need to have supernatural understanding, if we want to bring it that way, into what the Lord is doing personally for ourselves and corporately as a church. So um, and then it goes on to say, everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. Well, that's just too deep. We're not going there. But the, the last bit says this. And I will give to each one a white stone and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. A new name. Oh, I'm so excited. You're given a name on earth and God has a name for you in heaven. So you might not get to choose your name on earth. You may not get to choose the name in heaven, but what I tell you is what God is going to speak over you, what he speaks over you at the point of your salvation is, is crazy good. John chapter 3, verse 3, again in the New Living Translation, it says this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Now, when people are born, naturally, they're a name, they are named by their parents, or sometimes they're named by somebody. You ever heard the stories of abandoned babies? They're just found somewhere, no name, no, no label, no anything, but someone will find them and they'll give it a name. They'll, they'll give this little baby a name. Someone will name a baby. And when we're a brand new person to the faith, to Christianity, to being a believer in Jesus, when we're like that, then what God does is he comes and looks at you and he says, you know, you, you have a natural name, but you, we don't always know what it is. But he says, I'm going to put on you a supernatural name, something from heaven. So when you're born again as a Christian, Jesus gets out the engraver and he writes a new name on a white stone in heaven that God gives you. So you're no longer just who you are in the natural. You have a supernatural destiny, a supernatural calling, a supernatural name that you can live into. Oh, you're so excited this morning. There are times when people change their name by choice in, in a, a deliberate way to distance oneself from the past. And, and, and there's many reasons why people do that. There's a story in the Bible, a very sad story of grief and loss. It's a story of, of Naomi. You find it in Ruth uh, chapter 1. And, and Naomi, is, her name means pleasant. It means, it means happy. It means you, you, you're joyful. And uh, she says in, in verse 20, Ruth chapter 1 verse 20, she, she says, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me pleasant anymore. Uh, instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. Because she's a, she's a widow. Her husband died. She thinks, well, that's okay. I've got two sons, and uh, Marleon and Kilion, something like that their names are. And, and she has these two sons, and she's got, they're, they're married. They're sort of good. But then something happens, and both her sons die. And, so she, and she's living in a foreign country. So she's a foreigner. She's a widow. All her, her inheritance, that those who she wants to pass her, her inheritance to, they're all died, they're all dead. She's got, she's got nothing anymore. And she's saying, life has been so bitter to me. My life used to be pleasant, but now it's bitter. And so she says, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. And by the way, Mara, the, word, the, the name we use today, Maria, is my sister. So she's known as Bitter Maria. No, I'm not true. <laughs> her, my brother-in-law will be listening to this. <clears throat> Sorry, Dale. It's a joke. It's just a joke. But God renames people to display the difference between their past life and God's good purpose. I'll say that again. God renames people to display the difference between their past life and God's good purpose. So Naomi was in this place where she was living in that point of despair, living in that place of brokenness, living in that place of regret and hurt and pain. Yet she lives long enough, if we read the story, we're not going to go right through that today, where she discovers the goodness and the grace of God again. And later on in the story, she, she's back to Naomi again. Life's pleasant, life's good again. I'm going to show you some other people who've had name changes. So she changed her own name, by the way. We're not talking so much about that. I'm talking about receiving the name and the character that God wants to put on you from what he sees in you from when you get saved. So Abram and Sariah, or Sarai, Sarah, one of them names, Sariah. Abram and Sariah to Abraham and Sarah. Genesis chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. It says, 
This is my covenant. This is God speaking to Abraham. This is my covenant with you. I'll make you the father of a multitude of nations. What, what's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you'll be called Abraham, for you'll be the father of many nations. So God is speaking into Abraham. Abraham's getting his white stone before he gets to heaven. He's getting his promise spoken over him before he gets to heaven. Then Genesis chapter 17, verse 15 and 16. Then God said to Abraham, he's now Abraham, regarding Sariah, your wife. Her name will no longer be Sariah. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly. And she will become the mother of many nations. The point here, going back to Abraham, Abram to Abraham, he let God change him. And then that went on to change someone near him. And I want to tell you today, when you let God change you, it will flow on and change others with you. Well, you're getting excited. You're getting the idea here this morning. So Abram and Sariah had no descendants while living under the banner of their earthly names. They lived in a tent. They owned no land. They had no children. They had no family. Their best, you could say, was behind them. Their best years were already behind them because Sarah or Sariah at that point, she's probably 90. Abraham's 99. When you, when you just think of this, you know, God's saying you're going to have a baby. For those two to get together for that kind of thing at that age is like, that's pretty miracle. Think about it. It's like, whoa, too much information. But anyway, I'm distracted. They lived in, they lived in a tent. They owned no land. They had no kids. They had no family. They could have thought the best is behind us. Well, God, you know, maybe you just give us some blessings. Maybe, you know, give us a coasting kind of a life now until, until we die. We just want to be comfortable. But that's what they saw. That's the experience that they lived with. That's the experience that they knew. This is, this is what life's like. We can't have children. We don't own anything. We, we just wander from place to place in, tent, in a tent. But what God saw was something completely different. And it started when God changed their name. So when we think about giving our life to Jesus, when we think about living a life of discipleship, what it is, is, is we're saying, Jesus, I want to take on the identity that you give me. I don't want to live with how I used to be or who I think I am. I want to live by what that stone says in heaven right now. They put down their earthly names. They trusted God with their new names. And we call that faith. And God uses our faith, our trust to change things we thought could never change. So I want to I you know, encourage you today. Think of the things in your life, in your world, where you think, well, this will just never change. I'm always sick. I've got phobias. I've always got lack of something. Don't have enough money. Don't have enough confidence. Don't have a good enough smile. You know, whatever it is, you might, you might think that things that, well, this is just my experience of life. I want you to think again of the promise and the name that God has written of you in heaven, which will speak against all those things that you can see in your experience. 
The little thing that unlocks it is faith and trust in what God speaks over us. So Abraham and Sarah, they put down their earthly names and believed in a new identity, a promise that God gave from heaven and they put their old name down and they picked up their new name. And if you want to walk in the, in the best of God has for you, you've got to put down your old name and pick up a new name. You need to say there's a, you need to speak to yourself and say there's a name written for me in heaven. No one else knows what it is. I don't even know what it is right now, but I want to live up to that name, not live down to the name my parents or someone else gave me. So among the literal descendants uh, of Abraham and Sarah are Moses. We, hopefully if you've been around church, you know who these people are. There's, there's Moses, there's Joseph, there's Daniel. There's Deborah, there's David, there's Solomon, there's Elijah, there's Isaiah. Many generations forward, beyond all those people. There's Mary and there's Joseph. There's John the Baptist and Jesus. And we can even include today the modern nation of Israel. They're all descendants of Abraham and Sarah who put down the names that they were given and took up a promise from God. And I want to tell you today, you will never understand how far the reach of your life when you put down the old identity, when you put down your old name and say, God, I want to live up to the new name that you see in me. Then I tell you what, you could change the world one person at a time. I'm getting excited today. See, each one of us can stop at the place of life experience, at the place that may be telling us um, all the things that we missed out on. I remember speaking to someone once and, and they, were, they, were, they, were, they were trapped in a point of life because they'd been overlooked in a point of ministry. They'd been in a church fulfilling a task and then that task was taken away and they, were, they lived in this place of I've been overlooked. I've been rejected. I've been, I, I, I had my ministry taken away from me. And they were caught at that place. They, they stopped at that point of hurt and never moved beyond it. But I want to tell you, if we step into a faith experience that believes Jesus has a new name, living supernaturally starts here. Starts at that place where we don't have to think, well, you know what, I, I, I missed out. I, I got things taken off me. We don't have to live like that. We, or we, we, we want to step into faith. We want to step into a new experience that believes what Jesus has spoken over us in heaven so Paul the apostle says it like this 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 17 this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the old life is gone a new life has begun now when, when we talk about it, let's give you a little bit of background if you're unfamiliar with all this stuff Paul is speaking about believe in this believe in sins being forgiven now if you want your sins forgiven that's what that's what the biggest issue we have in life is is we have sin that keeps us separated from that name that God gives us so when we say God I want to give you my sin he gives you his righteousness that that's because Jesus that's why he died on the cross that's why we have Easter that's why we remember that time where Jesus gave his life so that he took the penalty for your sin and says you're clean and I buried that and he rose to new life and your sins were left in the grave. Does that make sense? So Paul here is saying that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, buried with Jesus, and a new life has begun. The old name is gone 
and a new life has begun. Now, I'm not technically saying we all should leave here today and give each other all new names. I'm talking about a spiritual thing, a supernatural awakening that says, well, I know my earthly name, but I know in a greater name that God has given me. I want to live up to that right now on the earth today. But you know what a lot of people do? Maybe, hopefully you can all see me, is, is they get to the old man, they get like this, and they start desperately in some points of their life giving CPR to that old name, to that old person going, but you know, I don't want you to die just yet. There's, there's certain things that I just want to go back to. There's certain reactions that I, that I, that I want to stay with. And so we, we get to this point sometimes where we, we, uh, we want to go back to old habits, old reactions, um, some attitudes that we should leave behind of the old life. And sometimes we can be frantic for things that, that don't matter. Frantic for things that we want to go back to, but we should have just left dead. Don't resuscitate. Don't resuscitate things that should, should be left dead. You know, sometimes I've been into churches and I think, mate, they shouldn't resuscitate this. Put a sign on the front door, do not resuscitate. This, just close it down, just go away. Oh, that was a bit political wrong. No, so here's a, a big statement, you need to write this down. You're not known by God for who you were. You're not known by God for who you were. You have a new name. You have a new citizenship in Christ Jesus. That's who you're known in heaven by. So so in heaven they don't know Narelle Hunter. They know the name that is written on the stone. And they're looking down and they're saying, hey, look at the spirit of God in Narelle and the way she's, she's just shining the light of Jesus. Doesn't, she's forgotten the, the old name. She's forgotten the old things, the old nature. And she's pressing on and she's powering through. And, and, and she's living up to the name that is written in heaven. What this is about and what Jesus has in mind takes us beyond our normal life and into God's supernatural plans that last forever. And I think one of the, 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 the uh, challenges we have is we live so much in the temporary that we forget to focus our attention on the eternal. God the Father gives you a name in heaven reserved only for you. And when you're born again, just as an earthly parent gives a name, God claims his fatherhood by naming you with an eternal name. And it says that it is, it is engraved on a white stone. And when we get to glory, when we get to meet Jesus somewhere in the process somewhere in the procession Jesus comes to you and he says welcome to heaven he won't say welcome to heaven Rob he'll say whatever that name is and it says no one else will know what it means except for you just between you and God I don't know what those what those names but they're going to be so amazing so incredible so so uh, uh, so I don't know you can't describe it I can't describe the words of the names that God speaks over you. I'm just going to quickly give you some others and then we're done this morning. We have the story of Jacob to Israel. Genesis 32, verse 28. God speaks to Jacob and he says, Your name will no longer be Jacob. From now on you'll be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. There's, an, there's another one where he got his name 
his, his glorified name before he went to glory. Um, we have Simon to Peter, John chapter 1, verse 42. Um, uh, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you'll be called Cephas, which means Peter, which means a rock. So Jesus is giving him a description. Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you a new name. It's now not Simon anymore. It's going to be Peter. Another one, Saul to Paul, Acts chapter 13, verse 9. And we don't actually see this moment of change or transition in Paul's life. But what we see mentioned in, in Acts chapter 13, verse 9, it says, Saul, also known as Paul, and it talks about he was filled with spirit. And I want to encourage you today to be a person who lives this supernatural life claimed and named by God be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with the power of God that will that will empower you for the for the purposes that God has for you and I, I just want to encourage you today that God has a name he has a destiny he has a purpose for every single person here in this room today so perhaps if we, we can just bow our heads and close our eyes I want to bring this home to a close and bring this to a place of um, application for each of us today because it is so easy to live our life um, at a distance from the purpose of God at a distance from the name God has reserved for us and you know in the long run we could totally miss that name because we never took it seriously in the natural so we missed the supernatural so someone you can relate to Naomi and perhaps your life experience right now is bitter you're thinking, well, life hasn't turned out how I thought. Life hasn't been good to me. And you're living in that place of bitterness. That's okay. But that's not where you're going to stay. I prophesy, that's not where your life is going to stay. I want you to seek God's path through the middle of it. That experience. Take faith in Jesus. Start declaring over your life that, that you are blessed. Start declaring, because when we speak out things that, that, that are, are spiritual over ourselves, then you know something, the atmosphere can change. When you come to church, you worship like you've never worshipped before. You might think, well, life has been bitter. Life has been tough. Life hasn't worked out for me. You know something I can tell you to break out of it? You start to, you start to give Jesus your all. You find ways to serve God. You find ways to help other people. You come to church and you lift your hands high and you might think, but I, I really feel like crying right now. That's okay. But, but you worship and honor God for being God. And you start to see that stone, that white stone, that pure stone in heaven with a new name. Start living up to that. The Holy Spirit will wash over you, cleanse away the bitter spring, and the Holy Spirit, life spring, will bubble out of you. Maybe you need to speak in tongues. That's a great way of, of declaring God's, God's mystery over your life because we don't know when we speak in tongues what we're speaking a lot of the time unless we get the interpretation, but we've got to speak out. That's like that name that's written. That's it, it, only between you and God. That's when you have a heavenly language. I want to encourage you to be filled with the Spirit. Discover how, how that works. Um, because what you have is a, uh, you have a platform of spiritual worship when you're filled with the Spirit and speaking other, other tongues that gives you power to fight in the heavenlies. 
that, that goes beyond the natural into the supernatural realm. So speak in tongues, do that. We call that speaking in tongues. Uh, um, you know, it's something that, that, that is, is a gift for anyone who, who desires that. There are those, perhaps others, who feel like Abram and Sariah today. Something is missing, like you felt like life is living in a tent. It's like nothing's secure. We're always moving. Things are, things are always fluid in our life. It's like, you know, I can't see any descendants, can't see any fruit. You have to take, your, you have to take that experience and replace it with faith in a new name and a new destiny in Jesus. So you start living like you've got a descendant. You start preparing like you've got descendants. You might be thinking, well, I've got no fruit in my life. I've got no descendant. You know what? If you're not serving, if you're not putting into somebody else, then I can absolutely guarantee you'll never have any fruit. But start serving, start giving, start living for others. Someone else here, you just need a new start. You need Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Now I'm going to de- describe those two things, Lord and Savior, because often we preach about, you know, accept Jesus, He'll forgive your sins, He'll deal with all those things, take it off and give you a fresh start, a new life, a new heart. So when we do that, we, we go, Jesus, I want you as my Savior, and we say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, I want you to come into my heart, cleanse me, wash me. That's that's going to Savior level, and that's great. You're saved. But what a lot of people never get to is the place where we say, Lord. And that says, Lord, thank you for saving me. Now I'm going to live for you. So I'll go where you send me to go. I'll do what you ask me to do. I'll, I'll, I'll speak when you want me to speak. I'll do whatever it takes because you're my Lord. I'm no, longer, I'm no longer resuscitating things that were dead in my life, but I'm living for a new purpose in a new way, in a new day. hope that makes sense to you this morning. Why don't we bow our heads and, and close our eyes? I just want to pray for people today. If you, if any of that resonated with you today, if any of that, what I've spoken about, has caused something to stir spiritually within you, then today you can walk out of this place with a new supernatural deposit, a new supernatural um, uh, experience that will carry you through to eternity. But what I will say is don't live the same old, same old as you leave this place You say, Jesus, I want to have something that I can take with me today, something that I don't forget when I walk out these doors, but something that changes my destiny and I want to live up to the name that is written in stone in heaven because that is eternal and what's the name we're given on earth is only temporary, but we want to go for the eternal glory. So if you just need prayer this morning. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand. Just put your hand up right where you are and I'll see those hands and I want to pray for you today. I see that hand. I see those hands. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now for every hand that is raised. I pray, Lord God, whatever the circumstances that they face today, whatever the reason that hand is raised, I pray today for uh, the name written in stone in heaven that they may understand that that is waiting for them in glory. I pray, Lord God, for every hand raised, that they will say, Lord, I don't just want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. If you've you've given your life for me, then I want to give my life for you. So I just pray for supernatural destiny and breakthrough over every hand that is raised here today. And we just thank you again for your great love for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.